0: trash over the show discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of in the cinema i'm gary and i'm chris and it's the end of may no that doesn't mean original versus remake we've already had that but it does mean we have another trash the piece classic for you and we brought them all out this month oh, we have we've really gone for it um but this is a new favorite of ours um one that we only watched for the first time this year This is Lady Street Fighter from
1: 1980. Yes, not a sequel to Street Fighter. Uh, No, no, not quite. (laughs) Or a prequel, should I say. Uh, No Jean-Claude Van Damme in this one.
0: (laughs) This was released as part of the American Genre Film Archive uh, and 101 Films collaboration that's been happening here in the UK. Um, What a label. Yeah. (laughs) Really, Really bringing out the gems. Yes. Um, this is the best one, by far. Uh, by far? Well, maybe not by far. I mean, there's been some fucking trash. And it's so it's entertaining. Apart two of them were really bad, but... Other than that, it's it's been really, really fun. Um, it's
1: definitely in the so-bad-it's-good
0: sort of realm of yeah. films. Or
1: all of what they release.
0: This needs to be discovered by more people, this film. Um, directed by James Bryan. Uh, he... Worked with Renee Harman a lot. Now you may recall us talking about Renee Harman when we were talking about this film coming up. Yes. Um, absolute queen. <laughs> um, but more on her shortly. Uh, as for James Bryan, uh, you may know some of his other work, which is uh... unlikely. but Okay. <laughs> Um, you may know the likes of Howl Riders, Boogie Vision, uh, Escape to Passion. Right. Of course, uh, Jungle Trap. Jungle Trap. Uh, and Nightmare on Street 4, the Dream Master, where he was part of the sound department. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean... What a filmography he's got. He also I mean he also did Don't Go Into the Woods Alone. Can't really uh No, that, that's not a good one. that. No. Um The Dirtiest Game, High School Fantasies. Right. I Love You, I Love You Not, you know. He he really, really was thrown out the bangers in the seventies and eighties. Um and then we've got Renee Harmon, who wrote This film and wrote a lot of the films that James Bryan did, as well as writing herself into the films, because that's Queen behaviour. She is like, she's a prequel to Tommy Wiseau. She really is. Tommy (laughs) Wiseau's mum.
1: She might be. Um, The acting style is definitely similar.
0: Like, there's no effort there. Whatsoever. Absolutely no effort. But she's wrote these really high-effort roles, which just makes it hilarious to watch. And she's got this amazing, strong accent as well, which really adds to the acting. Um, She also taught screenwriting at College of the Sequoias, (laughs) at community college in Visalia, California, which is fucking bizarre. (laughs) Very bizarre. Um, With someone who has written such
1: terrible dialogue, who has acted so terribly in these films to have the balls and the gusto to write a book as well on producing low-budget films and making money. I don't think any of these made money.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you the budget or how much it made. It's, it's not known. Um, to not a teach a class on screenwriting
1: <laughs> when you have written this dialogue and written a film that is so incomprehensible <laughs> now i don't i don't think i'm a thick person not to, to you know to uh, big myself up too much but i think i'm a rather clever person um i had no fucking clue what was going on in this film <laughs> So, I don't know what she was teaching people. (laughs) I'd have loved to have gone to that class. There certainly wasn't a lesson on plot holes (laughs) and avoiding plot holes.
0: What an experience that would be like. It would have been. It would have been great. (laughs) I hope she showed her films uh, as examples. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, The film was shot in 1975 under the title Deadly Games. This title was later changed to Lady Street Fighter to capitalise on the then-hot martial arts movie craze. What have you been doing with the film for five years? (laughs) Desperately (laughs) trying to get someone to buy it, probably. Um, Played at various times is the theme from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yes. And credited, of course. credited, of course. Yes. And the film ends with an unfulfilled promise. Watch for the return of Lady Street Fighter coming this fall. Now, it does happen. It wasn't that fall, but no. it does happen. Um. Again, the audacity of them thinking they were going to get the sequel out in fall. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and they must have done that in nineteen seventy five. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this film wasn't even released until five years later. No. Um. Another ten years later, we do get the return of Lady Street Fighter. But it's genuinely 11 minutes of new footage with Renee Harmon with a new hairstyle and uh, talking about her missing sister. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then the rest (laughs) is made up of clips from... From the first film. Yeah, Yeah, she's looking for her missing sister that dies within the opening scene of this film. Um, But her missing sister in 1990's Return of Street Fighter is herself. She's referring to herself as her sister. It's Yeah, very confusing. (laughs) Um, She also had the cheek
1: to uh, release a film called Run, Coyote, Run. Which, (laughs) very very similar in in 1987. um, Very similar in the fact that it just features a lot of footage okay.
0: from this film. Run Coyote Run is a masterpiece because it doesn't just feature footage from this film. It's like a Grace Hits compilation of Renee Harmon. Yeah. Like, literally, the entire film is made up of... Is like a compilation of clips from her films with some new bits added here and there. <laughs> so it makes it even more incoherent. <laughs> we, we may have to do it for the podcast. Um, really? Maybe it's a double bill with Jungle Trap, so we've got more to talk about. Maybe. Um, but... I mean, yeah, she she's uh, she's very cheeky. I love it. Um, I, I just love the fact that she thinks she can just do whatever the fuck she wants. And, and yeah, I mean, it's been picked up and released on Blu-ray to the masses, so... Well, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, getting into the film, exotic Eastern European beauty, Linda Allen. I, I promise you this is the official premise. <laughs> Those exact words. And flies into Los Angeles to track down the evil mobsters who tortured and murdered her sister. Meanwhile, the mobsters are trying to find a tape with information that would be incriminating to them. Linda's investigation deals with a pimp who may be the murderer she is after, and a helpful FBI agent who may not be the crime hunter he pretends to be. Cunning and deadly she is, oh. but will she be up to the tangled web of corruption, violence and death she falls into?
1: Yes! Yes, she will. Yes, she will. The tangled web of this plot and screenplay i mean i feel like that's what happened in the film it's
0: the whole fucking film and the premise
1: no idea
0: (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous um also the premise for return of lady street fighter as well (laughs) yeah
1: renee Harmon was born in germany
0: she was but i don't feel like that was a german accent she was given no wherever tommy wiseau is from it's where he's really from It's also the same place. Yeah, I feel like... They don't like like admitting where they're from, clearly.
1: I feel like she was given a German trying to do an Eastern European accent. Yeah. And it just got muddled on the way. Um, Renée Harmon, a beauty, of course. Yeah. Uh, Born in 1927. Oh my God. Which would have made her nearly 50... (laughs) ...when this uh, film was See, made... Absolute queen behaviour. She goes from looking in her 30s... <laughs> ...to looking like she's in her 50s... ...between scenes. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get more into it's, that.
0: this is it's what so makes true. it so amazing. It is just an older lady... ...going around fucking beating people up... ...but putting no effort into it. I mean, what more could you want? She,
1: she's definitely... So if she was born in 1927... Her first film was Frozen Scream in the same year, 1975, yeah. but actually released in 1975. So, I don't know what she was doing up to that point, <laughs> for the first 40 odd years of her life.
0: I still hope I,
1: me. I, I reckon she'd have an interest in history, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I reckon there's a really interesting history there. Yeah, I think so, I'd love to see a documentary. I'd like to, you know, she's released books on screenwriting and producing. Um, I wonder if she's got a biography or an autobiography, Maybe. or I feel like those books are just gonna be about herself, anyway. So yeah, you might... We might have to do an investigation, actually. How
0: old does she look on the poster? Um, I, it's not her on the poster. <laughs> I, I can,
1: with all due respect to her, it's not her on the poster. Um, the the the, the woman on the poster looks at least in her twenties. <laughs> She's got a cracking figure. She has. We're not, we're not saying, much, you know, yeah? she, she slays an outfit, she and we'll get into that.
0: continually insists on showing it off as well, so, exactly. you know, you go, Renny Harmon.
1: you know, the, the,
0: yeah. Yeah. Just remember, whilst we'll <laughs> we we'll get into this, just remember, the dialogue and any sort of compliments towards Renny Harmon was written by Renny Harmon.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> somewhere in East Los Angeles, a topless woman strapped to a table wants some water. And a guy keeps pouring something over her whilst uh, asking where a dog is. Yeah, where
1: is the dog? Um, he beats her with a large stick. He does, but you can clearly see that he's just whacking the table with it because <laughs> absolutely nowhere near her. So I think this is Renee Harmon. Yeah, and she's playing her own twin. Um. So this is Billy. Yeah. Um. So she's got some sort of dog that she she's not given any. Um, information on. Mm-hmm. She eventually dies.
0: Yeah, whilst organ music plays. Whilst organ music um, plays. All the dialogue in this film, like the music is of a normal volume, and then the dialogue is, Where's the dog? Where's the dog? It's like, really shout. Very shouty. <laughs> very, very shouty. Um, some other guy changes the radio station, and uh, the main theme starts playing as Linda walks through an airport and serves a look in a camp jacket. With so many studs on it, and uh, a stuffed dog in her handbag, yeah,
1: she's so. It took me a while to realize this is what they meant by the dog. I thought they meant <laughs> a dog, like a real dog.
0: Kind of looks like uh, sooty and sweet. the, yeah, the dog Snoopy.
1: From, I think. Snoop- Snoopy. Snoopy. Looks, looks a little like Snoopy. Um, she's absolutely serving. She is. Studied black jacket and flares combo. <laughs> she's given me Loretta Lynn meets yeah. Elvis. <laughs> um. Not really the best outfit for doing some uh, karate, but, you know. Wow, she'll prove you wrong soon she'll enough prove for that me wrong. one. <laughs> um, she's ambushed by a couple of hoodlums, um, but she manages to defend herself, doesn't she? She does.
0: Well, yeah, so a guy escorts her into the car park, mm. um, but someone tries to run her over, and she fucking throws him in front of the car. She does. <laughs> the car continues to chase her. She swings from a bar on the ceiling, kicks the driver out of the car and says, I owe you this one, surely. Yeah. <laughs> and then shoot him. Yeah, there's some
1: mild kicks as well. <laughs> uh, they're, they're slow kicks, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. She then yells, scram, scram, to the other guy <laughs> as he runs away. And that's it. We're yeah, in- that's our introduction to, to Lady Street Fighter. Um, she's not really street fighting, No. <laughs> though, is
0: she? She's fighting, um, some, she some sort of fight. She's in a car park, really, though. <laughs> um. A bearded man called Lem tells her to take the next plane back to Amsterdam. And he says, I've been admiring you for a very long time. To which she says, shut up and talk. And he says, you're a very exciting woman, just like Billy. And she says, Billy's got nothing to do with it, now give. <laughs> This entire scene, she looks like she's in a sad music video, um, and she really overdoes the line She's sh- shouting! <laughs> like,
1: like why is she shouting? She's
0: like, Billy. <laughs> well, yeah, she insists uh, that Billy is clean and wants to know what game uh, the other guy's playing. and he says it's inner office politics, and Linda was set up to which then she says, "Billy." <laughs> And he says, they sliced off her tits. <laughs> we get a flashback to a scene where her tits were very much not sliced off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a piece of glass next to her. Yeah. I, I
1: don't understand what was meant to have taken place in that scene. Um <laughs> and Linda's emotions are all over they the really place. Are. There's high highs and low lows. <laughs> yeah, this is when she walks by the harbour looking all sad. Yeah. So first he laughs at her dead sister. <laughs> She's understandably upset. She then perks up and tells him that he will help her get to the top. <laughs> he does and gives her a number of a pimp and then tells her never to contact him again. She laughs, despite the dead sister, and the potential danger she may be in, and tosses his knife into the water. <laughs> he calls her a bitch and vows to get revenge.
0: Oh it's it's even better than that. I mean first of all she says, Why? I was just a bagman, a runner. She also says, Shut up! God damn you!
1: Yeah, the emotion... But I'm <laughs> talking about the emotions being... Oh yeah, no, dead. they are. This yeah, is journey the guy emotions. Guy, like, yeah.
0: Um, and then when she throws the knife into the harbour, he says, Hey, that's an antique. I'll get you, you miserable bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her sister just died. Of course she's a miserable bitch. Like, <laughs> I,
1: just, I, don't, I don't get what their relationship is at this point. And I still don't at the end of the no. film. Um... I don't know if she got the number of the pimp, but I assume she got the number of the FBI agent.
0: Yeah, Pollard. So Pollard. She got the number of him because we have an iconic scene coming out of a telephone call. Yeah. Um, but the pimp, John the pimp, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on there. I think she found him through... Who is John? John the pimp. Do we see him? Yeah, he asks the woman if she had fake tits. Oh, he is the pimp. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, John the pimp, and then he points her in the direction of Max Diamond. Max the Diamond. Pimp. I thought the Max X Diamond Fimp. was the pimp. Yeah. John's the pimp. Yeah, we get two pimps. We get two. Um, there's a discussion about big organisations and master files going on between Captain Haberman and uh, Pollard, who's part of the FBI. Yes. He's given he's a picture. shit. Well, he's given pictures of Linda, um, which I love because they're all... Really fancy high quality headshots of Rene Harmon. <laughs> if you if you IMDB Renee <laughs> Harman it, it's the her
1: photo yeah. on IMDB, her headshot.
0: Um he's told about Max Diamond and how he likes kinky parties, cool girls and all that stuff. Uh usually hangs out at the go go club. And then in, in a very bizarre series of events, Linda calls the office uh for the FBI, asks to be put onto Pollard
1: <laughs> Yes.
0: And she says, hi, how about meeting me? I'm getting all excited just thinking about it. She's wearing a lacy... See through <laughs> nightwear.
1: Yeah, she's wearing a lacy pyjama set <laughs> that leaves nothing to the imagination. You can see right through. Um, Bush is back in office. Yeah, she's got nothing on underneath. She's got nothing on underneath. She lifts a leg at one point, doesn't she? <laughs> That's Phyllis <philosophical>. and... <laughs> a Yeah, she's really, really feeling her oats, isn't she? Yeah. Um, But what she's saying makes no sense. No, but then she starts fucking licking the phone. She does start licking the phone. (laughs) She agrees to meet him at the go-go club around nine-ish and then puts the phone down before saying, See you. Um, (laughs) Can't hear you, love. Put the phone down. (laughs) We then cut to her at outside what I think was a villa. It's a bit. It's a very large building. You only see part of
0: Well, yeah. I thought it was a, some sort of castle grounds. Castle like, grounds, I, a church. It seems like a church A mansion. As well,
1: a mansion. <laughs> you only really see part of it, but yeah. the idea is that it's very big.
0: Well, I think this entire place, I mean, we see it multiple times, but it looks like every part of that building or whatever it is is shot in a different place.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about her outfit? Columns and stuff. She's wearing a pink sequin dress. (laughs) Silver heels. Silver heels. (laughs) Um, yeah. This is something I would see, I would think Baby Spice would have worn back in the 90s. So she's way ahead of her time.
0: Um, She's way ahead of this film. I mean, everyone else is acting like they're in a stereotypical, like, cop drama. And she's just on a fucking other level to everyone else. Like, I don't know what film she thinks she's another in. Another
1: level or another planet.
0: Yeah.
1: We? Which one? <laughs> we then cut... She's staking out whatever. She's, she's got a gun and she's doing whatever. She's doing a, a <laughs> Jane Bond impression. Um, we then cut to Pollard, who was at the Go-Go Club. Yes. Waiting for Linda. Um, as Liz Renee. looking like a parody of Jane Mansfield mixed with the blonde alien from Mars Attacks, dances topless for the crowd. Yeah. Now, Liz Renee, for any trash film aficionado, um, was in John Waters' Desperate Living. Yeah, she was. Um, Now, she's someone with a really interesting history. She's got ties to the mob... Yeah, um, I I really want to read her biography.
0: She also looks like who plays Mother Firefly in House of a Thousand Corpses.
1: Oh, uh, Karen Black. Yeah, didn't she looks like Karen, She's Black. Karen Black? She's given Karen Black doing an impression of Jane Mansfield mm. with a
0: top off. Amazing scene. Amazing um, scene. She... I don't know what the fuck she's doing. No. It's some sort of dance. It's not it's not a go-go dance. Um it's it's <laughs> burlesque, but like they it not green the prop. Well, burlesque,
1: you know. I don't think they had the props to do proper burlesque. No. So she's kind of trying to do a burlesque dance. Um <laughs> But she's just in her knickers
0: and some. Eventually, heels. Uh, eventually, it takes a while to get there. And then she starts waving a flag around. Yeah, uh.
1: <laughs> she's she's living her best life though. Bless her. She's really having a good time up on stage. I
0: mean, everyone in the audience finds it hilarious though. Everyone finds it hilarious.
1: <laughs> at this point, yeah. <laughs> this this is the beginning. Um, we then cut to Linda, who now enters the villa. Yes, it's night.
0: It's definitely night time. Definitely night time. Definitely, definitely, definitely night time. No way day for night. No yet. way day for night.
1: <laughs> she enters the. I'm gonna call it the villa because I don't know. That's just what I'm gonna call it. She enters very slowly, like <laughs> <She's> really, really, <laughs> really slow, but not like stealthily. Just slowly, <laughs> and she's got a gun. We then go back to the Go Go Club, and yep. Pollard is asking questions. Um, To the waitress, who's in a thong, yeah. isn't she? As Liz Renee continues to play <laughs> with her nipples on stage. By this point now, I f- we get the feeling she's been on stage a while. Yeah. And the crowd seems a little bored. <laughs> but she's absolutely living her best life. She's feeling her oats, even more than Linda did <laughs> earlier. She's feeling her oats. She's having a great time. God bless her. Um, but the crowd do seem a little bored yeah. by this point. i have serious. her been on stage for do a very the same long thing. time, doing the, just playing with her nipples for like an hour. Um, Linda ends up in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> to much confusion, Linda ends up in a shootout with the two hoodlums that tried to kill her earlier.
0: Yeah. That she allowed to get free. Amazing shooting. Um, Amazing. She's better than a stormtrooper because she doesn't even look where she's shooting. She's just going for it. But manages to hit both bad guys and kills one of them. She kills one of them. Uh, The other one ends up in a car chase with her and he shouts, I'll get you, you stinking cunt. He does. He does.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm confused. Why didn't she just kill him in the car? I know. She's gone all this way. To kill them. Because this film needs at least two car chases. But she has... And, and it, because it barely hits the arrow on a quarter mark, so...
0: It's it's a weird car chase because... Um, Linda... No, she does this in two separate cars throughout the film. I don't know why this is always available to her. But she flicks a few switches in the car that makes the camera speed up to make a lot of the cars are going oh, faster. Okay. But it makes his car go faster as well because he couldn't just do one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, it goes on forever. Yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> Linda get into the car. Linda runs like someone in a tight pink sequin <laughs> dress and heels. <laughs> the 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 run is weird. It's um, camp is what it is. It's camp. The car chase ensues and this day for night shooting renders <laughs> some of the shots too dark to see clearly. Um the chase goes on a while, as Carrie explained. And what what we get is the camera um, the camera seems focused on the hoodlum's car, yeah, so the hoodlum is in a white car chasing Linda in a black car, yeah, so what we get is the camera seemingly in one of the, in the car chasing mm-hmm. Linda, but it's not because no. the car in front is a white car, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's like. but there's no car in front of that so it's like whose
0: car are we in whose car is the cameraman in and like you said about the day for night shooting it's really it's really inconsistent so it looks like this chase takes place over a few days it does it does (laughs) Um,
1: I mean she drives him off the road eventually eventually so he's there and he's shouting I can't move my leg there's gas all around I can't move my leg there's gas all around (laughs) I can't move my leg. I can't move my leg. It's like a fucking remix. I can't move my leg. There's gas all around. Um, why is he telling her this?
0: Yeah, I mean, it just encourages her just to light a cig, take a puff from it, and flick it onto him just- after, before saying, cheetahs never win. <laughs> right. And he sticks his middle finger up to her whilst he burns sits, to death.
1: Flipping her the bird <laughs> as he burns to death, and that's that's that. So after you've had a high intensity car chase, <laughs> um, you gotta you gotta have a shower, haven't you? She's oh all, yeah. She's all sweaty from all that running. Yeah. Um, so she goes home wherever the home is. I have no idea. If you're, <laughs> it looks like a hotel room, but it's meant to be her home. I, yeah. I don't know. It's got an ensuite, whatever it is. <laughs> so she's in a bedroom. Um, she. Undresses she for does the shower. We get a bit of side boob. Bit of a sing song. A bit of a sing song. And a, sh- a real long shot of her ass. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she gets into a shower just, whenever she's enjoying herself. Yeah. Um, then she puts on her lacy PJs again. <laughs> and there's a guy in her bedroom. Yeah, trying to steal the dog. Another hoodlum trying to steal the dog. Uh, apparently sent by Lem. He says yeah. he
0: was sent by Lem. Well, he says that after she kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, she does. She, she does very her, slowly kicks
1: the shit She does out her of him. mild, <laughs> arthritic martial arts. Yeah, and then he runs away. And then he runs away. Pollard speaks to a photo <laughs> of Linda. Um, framed. A framed photo of Linda. I've no idea what he's talking about. No, he's he's, he's talking absolute well,
0: shit. He's telling her he, he needs to kill she her. He needs
1: to kill her. Whilst
0: polishing a gun.
1: Yeah. This goes on for ages, by
0: the way. Well I mean speaking of going on for ages, she's got sweaty again from that fight. She's gone sweaty from that. So of fight. course she needs <laughs> to never shower. She's in the shower <laughs> again.
1: But this time, she's interrupted a lot sooner by the telephone,
0: <laughs> and puts a fucking towel around herself to answer the, the towel phone. Towel around
1: Holy Simpson. I can't In hear you. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel.
0: <laughs> but she answers the phone. And she's like, Hello. <laughs> and like, this call will cost you twenty five cents. Hello, <laughs> Alan. Watch out. Hello, and she just puts the phone down.
1: And it's some dude at a payphone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Miss Allen, watch out, and that's it, right? The guy, I don't, I don't know what the guy looks like. He's giving me cruising. Yeah. He's he's got shades on at night time. Mm-hmm. I swear he's wearing a leather jacket. It's giving me cruising. Um, Linda finally notices the very obvious stitching in a in a, a dog. <laughs> so in the dog toy, very obvious, really thick black stitching. And it's a tape. Um, I'm, no, this is very confusing. It's a tape where Billy has left... Uh, Billy not with an Eastern European accent. Yeah. <laughs> despite being Linda's sister. Uh, where Billy has left her a message on a tape where she explains she received the dog with the tape, but there was nothing on the tape apart from beats and snaps. So she then decided to record over this tape. <laughs> to tell Linda about the tape. But because she's recorded over it, we
0: don't hear any beats and snaps. No. And how did she know she was going to die and the tape had to get to Linda? Like, what the fuck? I don't understand like how did
1: the dog get to linda
0: this entire sequence is like the scene in the room where we see tommy wiseau setting up a tape recorder oh god and we see every single we second did. of it we this did. is exactly what happens this, here
1: this is yeah this is way ahead of its time
0: <laughs> she leaves her apartment the next day um looking like she's going to the most stylish funeral ever oh my god she looks like she's buried her fourth husband <laughs> She's given me Raquel Welsh. She, she is stu- a stunning outfit. Massive hat. Huge hat. Pollard is trying to snipe her. Um, he's looking through the lens on his uh, sniper gun. And she walks over to a child and says, Hi, come on over. How are you? Have a fine day. Did you have a good day? Say hello to your father. Bye. What? Yeah. <laughs> It makes no sense. It's no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but then Paula's like, "Ah, oh, it's a lucky day." Yeah, Papa just because she was speaking sh- to a child, I <laughs> couldn't
1: shoot her because she was speaking to a child.
0: It's not even like it was a big, like no.
1: uh, a, <laughs> like a really big child <laughs> that was in the way, because <laughs> we get a very big child later. Uh, a of a while. But it's kind. Of, but then she kind of walks away, and it's
0: like. Well, why I mean Shoot her now She's like right there It's fine But <laughs> well, what he means is He couldn't shoot her While she's wearing that outfit yeah, That is very true She can go To her own funeral
1: Linda goes to see John the Pimp <laughs> Who's in the middle Of a very physical audition With a potential employee Um Linda is there With a business proposition That I don't quite understand
0: Well I mean First of all He tells what? that girl That she yeah. looks uh, She looks like She could be exciting and then asks if her boobs are real, uh, and he starts kissing them. Yes. Linda doesn't understand what's going on. He she... the taste test. <laughs> Linda walks in, she's like, I'm sorry to interrupt whatever you are doing. Like, uh, well, uh, Linda. What does it look like?
1: <laughs> on, Linda. You should know. Actually, maybe she doesn't know, because there's a sex scene later
0: on. <laughs> That makes no sense. Um, yeah, she questions him about Max Diamond. Uh, John the Pimp tells her there's rumours about Max. So she pulls a gun on him and tells, and he tells her uh, some people say Max Diamond is into drugs. Hang on a minute. The guy whose name is Max Diamond, who owns a brothel, he's into drugs. He's into drugs. What okay, show? wow. Uh, but some say he's also into Supply and Hitmen. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> okay. The... <laughs> I have him down as Max Steinem to begin with. I think I misheard. The, the audio is so bad, and the accents are so bad. <laughs> I
0: have him down as Max Steinem. Um, yeah, Linda tells John the Pimp to get her to one of Max Diamond's uh, parties as a call girl. Now, what's coming up is an extremely... Bizarre series of events. Might be top five. Horror court treasure bizarre series of events.
1: It's it's a weird one. (laughs) Let's go through it slowly so the (laughs) listeners can understand. (laughs) At the party, the first of five times this shot is used? Old Old, more than that. Old men in togas saying, toga, 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 (laughs) as one of them like has his cup. He's swinging his cup. Like, toga, toga, toga. You don't see these guys at all apart from this shot. But it's repeated throughout all of the action that takes place. Every so often, we'll just get toga, toga, toga. You don't see anyone in any of the other shots wearing a toga. Apart from the three old men. Um, Linda arrives at the party slaying in a gold pantsuit. All gold. All gold pantsuit. She's re- she's giving, What well, she's, she's, it's a sickening look. It's like, oh, it's like Debbie Salt but make it gold. It's like the mother of a solid gold dancer.
0: <laughs> she gets a little kinky with a celery stalk. Oh my God. Okay. Disclaimer. I know I've already said a bizarre series of events. <laughs> This is beyond that. <laughs> My favorite dialogue of all time.
1: So she's <laughs> she's getting kinky with this celery stalk. Um, she's licking it up and down. Deep throating it. Deep throating it. Um, and it caught catches the eye of is this Max Max Diamond? Diamond. <laughs> yeah, <it> catches <laughs> the eye, and he's getting all excited, isn't he, Gary? Well, we
0: do. Just... He is. Um, we know that because he walks on to her and says the exact words, word for word. Excuse me. Don't do that, sweetheart. I'm getting all excited. <laughs> what? She wrote this dialogue. She Renee wrote Harman this dialogue. wrote this dialogue. She wrote
1: this dialogue. She's like, oh, can we have a scene where a deep throat in a celery store? <laughs> Um, at no point, because she does it later as well, at no point does she actually bite into any celery stuff. No,
0: she fucking loves celery, but not eat yeah, it. She doesn't eat celery. Um, he tries having a conversation with her, but she just keeps making it up with a celery stick. And, she does. And then she says, want to fly? And he says, I want your shoes, I want your feet, I want to feel your heels digging into me. Um... In- <laughs> A gross, disgusting, <laughs>
1: vile series of events... Max Diamond very loudly starts sucking on Linda's toe. The sound
0: effects are ridiculous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Genuinely, I've never heard anything like it. It's...
1: I'm not someone who likes feet. Especially watching someone suck on toes. Oh, my God. This is horrific. Um, one of the other cool girls at the party... <laughs> Takes her top off and says, Who wants these babies right here? <laughs> Who wants my ass? Um, she's wearing like Bridget Jones knickers. She though. is. I was a little girl. I was like, <laughs> like Can they not get us some like nice or
0: You know, a nice pair of knickers for her. It was completely all just running Harmon's friends. Yeah. <laughs> They weren't doing anything that day, and like they didn't care what they were wearing. So, I just come along, come along, and that's his film.
1: I get it, and you know, she's a strong woman (laughs) who knows what she wants. Um, so she just seems quite bored And they're just all chatting And she's like Oh fuck this Let's get the party started Takes the top off Who wants these babies? Yeah. And,
0: I mean, the, the, Who wants my ass? One thing the film does right It doesn't um, It doesn't shame sex workers Which nice. is nice it's, It shames their uh, the pimps But it doesn't <laughs> Because they're like Every stereotype for a pimp And they're drug lords And yeah. men as well um, But yeah it doesn't I mean you know It had the audacity To show off certain kinks some with celery sticks, some with feet. Um, yeah. So you know, you go, lady Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, it 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 doesn't act. It doesn't make it a joke or something no. disgusting. I mean,
0: the acting's just, a joke. If but... you're in,
1: if you're into feet, <laughs> then that's fine. I'm not. I'm not kink shaming anyone. <laughs> just for me personally. <laughs> Watching someone very loudly suck on toes. Is anyone, my idea of entertainment. Well,
0: no, anyone who has a foot fetish and listens to this is just going to be cautiously listening out for how loud the sucking feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Linda starts whipping Max after standing on him. By the way, after standing,
1: so she digs her <laughs> heel into his hand, and he he quite enjoys it. We also get a lady on a leash who growls at another man. <laughs> she is so bored. So she she seems quite bored and her, her fella's next to her and she's got like a dog collar on. And the guy sits next to them and the her fella seemingly needs to go to the toilet or something. So like hands the other guy her leash yeah. and then she starts growling at him.
0: And the other girl gets champagne poured all
1: over her. She does. Um, We keep getting... Throughout all this, we get toga, toga, toga. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like a song that keeps speeding up slowly. Like, everything... The editing is fucking ridiculous in this sequence.
1: We then get repeatedly champagne bottles being opened (laughs) in a very suggestive way. Now... (laughs) um, (laughs) This is during the whipping, isn't it? Yeah. Mainly... So Max is getting whipped, he's really enjoying it. This goes on for a long time, much longer than it needs to go on for. And then just like she keeps whipping, whipping, while she's on the floor. <laughs> and then we keep getting shots of the champagne bottle opening. And it's clearly been wanked off this champagne bottle. <laughs> and like all the bubbles coming out of it. It's out for God's Come on, subtlety. Um... <laughs> so all this is going on. Yeah. You just when you think it couldn't get any more bizarre. We're then introduced to Inez. Um, who goes over... And this is something that the film really gets wrong. Like, yeah. really, This is really insulting. Um, and she's like, hi, I'm Inez. I love you. and saying this to Linda. Um, then Inez is... She says, this is my dog. Bow
0: wowie, I love you.
1: Yeah. So Inez... Has learning difficulties. This uh, well, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, then uh, the film isn't polite about it. It's not. In its
0: use of word. We, obviously, we're not going to repeat it um, in here. No. Well, I mean, we say the explanation we get from another character. And a random blonde character. I'm not sure what relation she has. Max I, Diamond's wife. Wife, excuse uh, of me. Of course she is. Um, she's, she's a child. Mr. Diamond's daughter. Well, then, shouldn't it be her daughter as well? Exactly. She is five years old and always will be. Let's make one thing very, very clear,
1: right here, right now. The actress playing this five-year-old, Inez, (laughs) is not five years old. She is at least 25 years old. At least.
0: What makes me laugh is that I don't even know... I, I mean, this this character's played out as uh, as a protagonist, you know. I feel, feel like I meant to like her. I kind of feel like they were trying to do something here, and it just went horribly wrong. It, it It's... Yeah, everyone's it's, acting's awful, including Inez. Yeah, um, it's
1: tasteless. This, yeah. this is part of it that isn't fun, because it is tasteless. It's... Even for 1975, it's way off. Yeah. Way off. Um... The, the idea is that Inez is a five-year-old girl who has learning difficulties and she's being played by this actress who, like I said, is at least 25. So it comes across as a weird joke. Or I don't know. I really don't know. It's it, It's so off. What it should yeah. be. What, it really whatever is. they were trying to
0: do, whether it was good or bad, it, yeah, it fails. It miserably.
1: really fails, and it it's it's a very awkward part of yeah. the film, um, which is unfortunate because the rest is so fun in its get, getting everything wrong. Yeah. You know, but this this isn't you know it's not a good part of the film. Um, but she she introduces herself to Linda and and this that and the other. Pollard and Linda finally meet at the party. Um, I'm not really sure who Lem is and what he has to do with all these people. No. <laughs> They're discussing Lem and I was like I forgot that Lem was at the beginning. I'm like who's Lem? I'm like what's all this about? Like what what's he got to do with all of this? The night's entertainment starts <laughs> as if it hasn't been entertaining enough and it's a game of murder. Now, you know where this is going. (laughs) Inez wants to be the murderer. um, And they play, and I'm not really familiar with the game, you get tapped and
0: you're dead. (laughs) It's like a really lazy version of a murder mystery game. Yeah, I I don't know
1: if it's a real thing or not. But unsurprisingly, a real corpse is found.
0: Well, before we've got the real corpse, um, <laughs> Linda walks up to someone who's been tapped already. Because if you get tapped in the dark, then you, you're dead. Uh, and people have to solve the clues. So she walks up to someone who's dead and she's like, hey, what's wrong? And he's like, don't bother, I'm already dead. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: then Linda's like, the game's over. You can wake up now, the game's <laughs> over. And then she keeps, it's ages, and she's tapping this guy. Eventually, he falls back, and his throat's been uh, slit. No idea who this guy is. No idea what he has to do with the plot of the film. No. Who... Yeah, he's just this corpse. Um, There's no suggestion that Pollard or Linda had anything to do with his murder. We never find out who did kill him. Never find out who killed him, who he was, what all this is about. But Linda and Pollard decide to run off. (laughs) As the detective turns up very, very quickly.
0: Yeah, Inez called the cops as soon as, it's fa- as soon as the corpse is found, and they're there within, like, seconds. But it's not...
1: Co- it's a fucking detective.
0: Yeah, it's, it's Captain like... Hiberman. Yeah. Yeah, Pollard's boss.
1: Pollard's boss. <laughs> and he's running hay. away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I have no idea why they escape, but they do. <laughs> they're chased by a police car, and then briefly by a very old-fashioned car, for, no apparent reason. Yeah,
0: it looks like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang.
1: Yeah, it's like really like from the 1920s style car, which just decides to join in for no <laughs> Linda turns on a super speed. She does, but she does it, well and we see a, a purple sheer scarf by her hand as she's doing it. So it's clearly the shot from earlier in yeah. the film, because she's in a, a gold pantsuit at this yeah. point. Um, they run out of gas and end up on a roof. Out of gas? God damn! Suddenly, parkour champ Linda... (laughs) She can't climb over anything. She's
0: like, help! I I can't! can't." (laughs) Help! I can't! I can't!
1: I don't know why, because earlier she was, like, grabbing pipes (laughs) and doing flips and shit like that. Um... They
0: end... They, it's very boring. All of this in the gold pantsuit, by the All way. All in the I gold add.
1: pantsuit. It's very boring. Um, they managed to evade the police by going into the building and then just walking out the front door. <laughs> like, why would no Why would the police not have someone at the front door? Anyway. Um, oh, my God. I have put it here. Uh, the reason she might be struggling is because she's got $20 worth of fabric up her ass crash. <laughs> That's true. She's got quite the wedgie on the go. Um, Linda, so they go back to Linda's. They have a laugh about it. They have a laugh about it. Yeah, she's like, ah, wasn't that fun? <laughs> she changes into an Elvira dress, uh, low cut and black, and uh, Pollard says, I must be leaving. I could be falling in love with you.
0: Well, you look delicious. I think I'll have you for lunch. Yeah. Wonder if it'll be a mourner or I d- a nooner. I have no idea what this means. Uh, a morning is a nooner, but in the morning. And a nooner is a matinee, in the afternoon. Right. She's like, are you going to be looking at me all day long? Not a bad idea. <laughs> she wrote this. She wrote this.
1: She wrote this. I'm all, you know... I'm all about having confidence and such and, you know, props to her. Because she ain't lying. No. <laughs> but it is a little like, you wrote this. <laughs> None of this makes any sense.
0: Yeah, so he's fallen in love with her, so he, so he leaves.
1: Yeah, he invites her to his friend's place in Malibu. Yeah. And then leaves. We then get another phone call.
0: Hello? <laughs> This one, it doesn't say the 25-cent Like, the conversation no. starts straight away. And for some reason, her hearing is terrible. So like, hello? It's like, you know too much. Hello? You will be killed just like your sister. Hello? She just puts the phone she down. She does. <laughs> then Lem appears from the
1: shadows and tells her she needs to stop or she'll end up dead like her sister. But there's two people that have warned her... That she needs to stop or she'll end up dead like her sister. And Same
0: fucking dialogue within the space of 30 seconds. And he says to her, You have the prettiest face and the nicest legs and great tits. (laughs) Again, she fucking wrote wrote this. But then he just leaves. He just leaves into her kitchen. He just walks into her (laughs) kitchen. But seemingly leaves the the scene. And then she says, What a cook. They're all cooks. Max Diamond. It's Kinky Games and Ines. What the fuck is she doing? I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> are um, Really quite rude. Yeah.
1: This calling her a kook though reminds Linda of something that Ines had said the previous evening about meeting at Port of Call <laughs> at 2:30. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So then she decides that she needs to go to Port of Call at 2.30. So we cut to her in her worst outfit. A cap, necktie and don't want the jockey hat. No, it's not, it's not. We all make choices, but this outfit is a choice. It's such a disappointment. She's been serving looks through the whole of the film and continues afterwards, but this is not the one. This is nothing of the sort. It's not, it's bad. Um, Port of Call seems to be some sort of amusement park. Um, There's an extended scene of Inez just keep talking and talking and talking. Um, I'm
0: confused. Yeah, nothing happens. (laughs) Nothing happens. She just follows her there. She's just
1: following them. She seems to pick something up off the ground, though. But I don't know who dropped it. I'm assuming Inez dropped it. Um, But I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) We then cut to... Linda and Pollard at the Malibu home. (laughs) Like, nothing ever happened. And they have, I swear, the most boring sex scene I have ever seen in a film. (laughs) Well,
0: they've got a big big basket of groceries on the bed. They do. uh, Including, you guessed it, salary sticks. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Uh, He talks about falling in love with her again. She starts sucking off the salary stick. Um, Yeah. So, first of all, they make out clothed and she's moaning. Yeah. Next minute, they're, they're naked in bed together, they're having a hug, but then they start moving around, and it looks like he's on top of her, and, and they're getting it on. Yeah. But then she says, do you want to make love to me? And he says, what do you think? She's like, I don't know. It looks like you've already had sex. Yeah. You're both naked, he's on top of you, you switch over, like, what is going on? And then he just kind of rolls back over, and that's it. Yeah. Then they have a romantic walk on the beach together whilst discussing a safe? Linda's in a leopard print swimming costume. She is. Uh, Pollard is in a shirt and boxers.
1: Well, he's in Speedo, <coughs> isn't he? I'm assuming they're meant to be Speedo. <laughs> uh,
0: she gives him the safe combination. Now, obviously, it's been a long time since he was polishing his gun and saying I was going to kill Linda, so yeah. it's easy to forget that this was even a subplot. Um, but then he tries stealing it from her, and she's like... Give back. Give back to me. Um, He hands her a plank of wood and says, you could knock me out from behind with this, but you wouldn't do it. She does. She does. (laughs) Um, But then he gets back up and knocks her out. and I should have said the bizarre series of events because I don't know what the fuck is going on here. No. Lem finds her somehow. Um, Then he drugs her at his place, puts her in a car... Explains that he's a hitman and she's a job like any other job. Now she's in a white dress thing with rainbow sleeves. Yeah. She said gay rights um, and put this dress on. Yeah. Whilst knocked out. Yeah. I'm confused. (laughs) Um,
1: There's also talk of Assassins Incorporated, which is the most ridiculous (laughs) name. (laughs) A fucking awful name.
0: So as far as I know... um, Pollard, Lem, maybe Max Diamond all work for Assassins Incorporated. Assassins Incorporated. But Pollard is
1: an FBI agent. As well, so yeah. He's, yeah, he may be undercover, I'm not sure.
0: Someone's not happy about this though, are they? No, who? Uh, two random guys who uh, start trying to run into Pollard whilst he's driving. So. They... Oh,
1: this, I, I feel like I missed something, but I don't think I did. No, you didn't.
0: You didn't, it's just randomly happened. Um, yeah. I mean, they might be part of the Rene Harmon fan club, uh, and that's be. why they're beating him up. But literally, they get out of the car to solve it like real men, like Ronnie Pickering. Um, and two guys get out of the car and they beat him up whilst calling him a double-crossing arsehole. And then they run his car off the edge of the cliff that he's standing by. Yeah. And then a helicopter flies past and shoots the guys. Yeah. <laughs> don't know who's in the
1: helicopter. Um... This scene interrupted Lem about to give a much-needed explanation. Because he was, he was literally like, oh, okay, uh, I'm sure you're confused now. And I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. I could do with an explanation. So I'll give you the explanation. Starts, and then it's cut. <laughs> and then we cut to Pollard, which makes it even more confusing. Yeah. I am confused by this point.
0: I, I, the scene did not need to have. I don't know what was going on. I don't know who no. the two guys were. Lem stops for gas. Um, Linda writes
1: on a cup, "Help!" <laughs> <laughs> Looks at the gas attendant, the guy, eye contact. She throws it out the window, <laughs> <laughs> and then he picks it up and says, "Damn tourist littering!" <laughs>
0: throws
1: it away. <laughs> 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 away. Throws it away.
0: And Lem explains to her very calmly. I don't know why she's asking for help now. I mean, they, they seem like best of friends again. Yeah. But he explains that Pollard put a contract out against Linda. And now he has to die anyways, because he might betray Assassins Incorporated, because he works for the FBI. hmm That's apparently where we're at. Um, Lem takes Linda to Max Diamond. Yeah. Uh, to get Assassins Incorporated's master file. He then shoots Max Diamond, his wife, and Ines. Yes. Obviously for shock value. Um... And then holds Linda at knife point and tells her to take off her dress whilst and unzip his fly. Um, she doesn't do this. Instead, she kicks the shit out of him and stabs him with a sword. She yes. comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, where <laughs> does the gun go? I don't, yet. Yeah. So
1: he kills Max, Max's wife and Inez because Linda pipes up and says, Oh, I know where it is. <laughs> so he doesn't need them anymore. So it's all Linda's fault. He's like, show me the safe. Show me the safe. Thinking that only Max Diamond knows where the safe yeah. is. And Linda, she's like, no, I know where it is. <laughs> you don't need these. And so he shoots them. Um, then she, yeah, the gun disappears wherever it goes. A shotgun as well. Yeah. It disappears and he has the knife and he gets stabbed with a sword. Uh, Linda
0: goes to the villa. <laughs> Like no, villa? no, Chris, they were in the fucking villa. This is what I said. Oh, is this it, this is smiling genuinely... Smiling? Yeah, this is genuinely another room in that fucking place. Oh. This is, like, the main room. So, you know, when she was going through all those corridors and all the oh boxes and everything, that looked like a warehouse, oh that was in the villa as well. Good gracious.
1: <laughs> fucking hell. So, she meets Pollard there, wherever she went earlier... <laughs> the cellar um, and they're both after the microfilm yes. but I didn't think it was a microfilm I thought it was a master copy of Assassins Incorporated's master list is that on a microfilm where does this Maybe. tape come into it what was the tape all about <laughs> no in the idea. Dog, because they wanted the dog yeah. for the tape but they never got the dog in the yeah end. what
0: if it was even on the fucking tape over them beats and bops or whatever yeah
1: which I'm assuming was some sort of code but then, Billy just recorded over it anyway. Anyway, Pollard and Linda are at the same place at the same time, trying to get the same thing. Whatever the fuck this thing is. He tells her he loves her again, and stupidly, she believes him. As they set up some sort of explosion with dynamite to cover evidence of some sort. I have
0: absolutely no so, fucking clue. Yeah, he has dynamite with him. He puts it down. Looks like he sets it off. Yeah. But then... She sets the fucking place on fire. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you doing? That's dynamite. We've gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think's gonna happen with a dynamite anyway? And she,
1: yeah, but it's gonna happen a lot sooner <laughs> than anticipated. <laughs> what yeah. I'm confused by is where the fuck's the safe? I know. At no point do you see was it not in the budget? Why would you <laughs> write a safe into the film when you don't have the budget <laughs> to find like, rent a safe? Can you rent one? Or just find in the props department a safe?
0: Well, I mean, they built a uh, toy house that they, they set on fire did. during the scene. They, they could have s- just built a safe. Yeah. It looks very cheap. <laughs> um, but they go outside, and uh, Haberman shows up. is like, Lenda, you're under arrest. You're an agent for Assassins Incorporated. Uh, to which she turns to Pollard and says, Rick, what hell? You double-crossing goat. Yeah. <laughs> so So, are we meant to believe that she was an assassin for Assassins Incorporated? Yeah, apparently. Um, and Haberman also... Uh, no, Pollard, also Assassins Incorporated, but also FBI, set her up. But undercover for Assassins Incorporated.
1: No, he just up both. Oh, does... does oh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh, a little bit of magic takes place because she manages to... <laughs> She manages to get out of her handcuffs and handcuff Pollard and Haberman Haberman together as she's driven off by the mysterious cruising man from earlier who kept calling her from payphones throughout the fucking film. (laughs) So, I have
0: no fucking clue what's going on there. And Yeah, and then Lady Street Fighter will return this fall in return of Lady Street Fighter. Yeah.
1: Um... Wow, a film that, a film that creates more questions than it ever answers. Yeah. Um, confusing. Uh, ridiculous, stupid. Fully entertaining. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolute trash to piece.
1: This is when I th- when you think trash to piece, I think of this a film like this. Yeah. This is so fucking stupid. Um, it's definitely a precursor to The Room. Yeah. And I don't think Tommy Wiseau watched this and was like, oh, okay, this is what they I'm going They could to well for. be related. But they could well be related. You could have a double bill with this and The Room because they give very similar
0: energies. Yeah. weird sex scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, thick Eastern European accents by an American actor. Yeah, big perhaps, black hair. <laughs>
1: Yeah Why How has she got an Eastern European accent When it's a German actress Who's come from Holland In the she film Just keep your accent right? If she's going for an Eastern European accent Because it didn't sound German to me I mean
0: the film looks like it was filmed in Spain um, But I think it, it was does. clearly trying to be America Yeah <laughs> Yeah yeah It was It was meant to be America I swear. Also yeah. Oh my god When they go to his friend's house it's Malibu weren't it Malibu yeah Yeah California? So Lem went all East the way... Los Angeles? Yeah. So Lem found the, the beach by that house somehow when he picked her up?
1: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, Malibu... I don't know how far... Mal- Malibu is California. So I don't know how close Malibu and East Los Angeles are. Yeah, it literally are.
0: says it in the premise, yeah, it's yeah. East Los Angeles. But he must be
1: following her... <laughs> He must have been following her to be the one. They, they didn't. Think considering much there were people in the back, like extras in the background on the beach, who what? witnessed everything that happened. For it to be Lem who was the one who founded... founded, found her. Yeah. Um, he must have been following her. That's Lady Street Fighter. That is Lady Street. Fighter. Out now
0: on uh, America's Genre Film Archive on One Hundred One Films. Go and check it out.
1: Yeah, I would recommend buying and watching. Do not watch. Sequel, well, no, or you
0: could just watch the sequel and just not watch the uh, I would (laughs) say
1: watch the sequel but skip
0: like the parts, (laughs) it's just the old footage. Um, um, yeah, uh, so let us know on social media. Have you have you already seen this? I don't think many people have. Uh, we are horrorcall trash over on Facebook and Instagram, horrorcall trash on Twitter. I'm dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruz92 on Twitter.
1: I'm ChrisBanker823 on Letterboxd and
0: uh, Instagram. Give us a rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, like a phone I think else, The rating on Spotify. Next week, we're kicking off Pride Month, a month of LGBTQ plus special guests and films, starting with... I've been watching you also known as The Brotherhood yes it is another David Dakota film and we'll be joined by Leroy from Slashic Horror Podcast to discuss this gem yes
1: love Pride Month around here really excited for guests really excited to watch that film
0: uh, yeah. maybe yeah sort of <laughs> yeah should be good yes so we will be back same time same place next week bye